Hey, hey, how y'all doing? Welcome back. This is episode two of season one of the Common Colds podcast. I'm Freddie Cole. I'm Kalila Cole. And we are grateful to be able to spend another Sunday evening with you for a little while. Um, if you're watching us live, why don't you go ahead and just chime in and let us know where you're watching from. Um, and give us a shout out so we know who you are and where you're at. All right. Um, listen, so last week we did our first episode and it was really an introduction about us, how we met, you know, our history. So you kind of get a feel for, you know, how we came to where we are. We're 14 years in marriage and we wanted to kind of open up to you a little bit about, you know, how we met and how things came about with us. It was great times. Um, today, we do want to talk about another topic. Uh, we do want to kind of open up. And so today's topic, we're going to be talking about how we love each other um, through our differences. Uh, if you guys know, like I know, um, every marriage is comprised of two different people with two different mindsets, two different thought processes, two different ways of doing things. And um, and you have to figure out how to navigate how when it talks about, you know, how to become one in a marriage, we have to figure out how do we navigate our differences. So we want to talk about that a little bit today. Yeah. All right. So um, we talked about how we met. Right. And so I was in Florida. I was living in Tallahassee at the time. This was 2009. And um, my wife, was she was living in Auburn Hills, Michigan. And so you guys know a little bit of the story of how we met. So you have one on one end of it. I'm living down in Florida. She's living in Michigan, um, both single at the time. And so, you know, we decided to give ourselves, give us a shot. And um, I finally moved to Michigan. I would say after knowing her for about eight months, I made the move from the sunshine state of Florida to the pothole state of Michigan. <laughs> and, um, and when we got together, you know, we bonded. I proposed to her. And she said yes. And that was awesome because that would have been a heck of a move for her to say no. But once we got married, you know, there was a lot of things that we had to learn about each other. You know, we we kind of knew we knew that we were supposed to be together. We knew that without a doubt. But there's another element of being together than just knowing you're supposed to be together. There's this other element of how do we become one? With me bringing, I guess you could say, my baggage, or my lifestyle, or my thought processes, my way of doing things, and then bringing it together with her when she has her lifestyle and her way of doing things. How do we make those things coexist? Um, it was rough early on. You want to add on to that? Um, the the thing about differences is not trying to make how you think and your way of doing things that other person's way of thinking or doing things. And what made me think about that is right before we started this broadcast tonight, um, my husband and I have very different ways of preparing. And so his way of preparing is writing down the questions, writing down his answers and being prepared in that manner. Me, that's not how I prepare. I mentally see myself doing a thing and then I do a thing and I like to go off of um, right from the question, right? Just put me in the fire so that what comes out of my mouth is authentic. So we have very different ways of doing things, but I can't make him feel bad for the way he does things. And he can't make me feel bad because I do it a different way. And when we um, first got together, nobody tells you these things, right? 
everybody tell you that first year is going to be your honeymoon stage. Y'all going to be so much in love and you're going to be loving Dubby and y'all always going to be together and y'all going to be hugging and kissing. And But no. nobody tell you that that first year is almost going to be like your roughest year. Two, first of all, it's not, it was not a, a normal type of coming together. Normal type of coming together, you meet, y'all date, y'all, y'all see each other all the time, y'all go out, y'all do that's not how we got together. And so when we got to that first year, we knew things about each other. In fact, I wrote a whole book about my life that I made him read <laughs> before <laughs> before we came together. So we knew about each other, but we didn't know about each other's differences. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, there's this this process that we went through. And I think a lot of different, a lot of marriages go through this process of, you know, when you move in together, a few of y'all can probably agree with me on this, that understand this concept that when you move in with somebody, you learn things about them that you didn't know when you dated them. Um, and so there's some things that you learn about people or about your spouse that you don't really know. Uh, even if you've taken her out on a million dates, because was that one, it's that moment you guys decided to move in together you know, for some reason, things just change. And so uh, it, it kind of, I guess her comment really kind of uh, propelled us into the first question. I wasn't ready to ask the first <laughs> question yet, um, but she kind of went and jumped in there. So, you know, one of the questions that is, has been proposed to us is what are some ways that you and your spouse are different? And is and and so one of the things is personality wise, how are we different? I'll say this, and then she can you can chime in, you know, on, on your own as well. Personality-wise, I'm the kind of person that what is that name um, when you like uh, introvert and an extrovert? Amstrovert. Ambivert. Ambivert. So I'm an ambivert, and, and I just learned this word like maybe three months ago. So an ambivert is somebody that have both sides. So like I, you know, I'm an introvert in some ways, where when I'm in a certain environment, I'm quiet. I don't, you know, I don't care to be around a bunch of people. I prefer to be in small settings and I prefer to even know that I'm there. Um, I don't like the spotlight to be on me. But then I have those times when I'm an extrovert and I'm just like the life of the party. I come out there. I'm the clown. I'm the jokester. I'm the loud one. I meet everybody in the room. Everybody in the room is somebody. Even if I never met you before, I'll talk to you like we've known each other all our lives. And so this, I don't know, it's just a mood thing with me. And so personality wise, I think I'm more of an extrovert. Then I am a, a introvert, but my wife on the other side, not so much. My wife could care less about <laughs> being in large groups and, and just and speaking and networking with people. She just really prefers to do her own thing in her own bubble. Um, and and you know, yeah. About me is if you if you know me, then you're like, no, well, you're not. A, you you don't like to be quiet. You don't like to be by yourself. But I like to be by myself. It's when. I'm with somebody one-on-one or a very small group that I am able to truly be fully myself and be alive. But when I'm in a large setting, I will make my large setting a small setting. So I may gravitate to maybe one or two people and talk to those one or two people. And then if I'm done talking to those one or two people, I may go and talk to one other person. But having to talk to a whole group, like my husband, he's always pulling me to speak. They have me speak at work. They have me speak at these different uh professional development types of things, but I don't like speaking. But everybody say, oh, you do so well. Yes, because that's the <laughs> that's the challenge for me to, to force myself to speak large group. But small group, I feel very comfortable. I feel more comfortable at home in my space where it's it's my space. It's the way I created it. It's 
It's the way I have everything where I want it. I can go in my room if I want to, or I can sit in my living room if I want to. And I don't feel forced because I'm always trying to make sure everybody else is okay. And that's hard to do when there's so many people. Hmm. I can't do that when there's so many people. And so it takes a lot of my energy when there's a lot of people. But when there's one or two, I can I can say, okay, you need something to drink or you need this. That's easier for me. And sometimes people think, oh, you know, she's she's stuck up or she's conceited or she doesn't like this or she's and I'm none of those things. I just like small environments. Good stuff. So what are some other ways that we're different? I think about let's talk about spending. This will be fun. We're saying what? We are the same. Wait a minute. Hold on. Now. Hold on now. How, how, you got you gonna have to break that one down. We are the same. How so? The difference is okay. I'm going to break this down for you. Please. The difference is, this is the difference. I like to thrift spend. Okay. And I know some of you out there too like to do the same thing. You like yard sales and stuff like that. I like to thrift spend. So I like to take and go buy uh, maybe 20 items that may cost two, three dollars a piece. He likes to spend on escalates. Okay, on large. I just y'all saw the picture she painted. An example, he <laughs> likes to buy one of his items would cost what I would spend on my stuff in six months. Okay, and so he may buy one or two items, but he will blow my whole budget. So when I say we're the same in the aspect, when we want something. Or we like to spend on something, we go and get it. I spend more often because my items cost less. I can buy 10 pair of shoes for $50. He can buy one pair of shoes for $150. So that's the difference. But I think we're the same in the fact that we like to spend. <laughs> so let me let me make sure. So we're talking, you're talking about the quantity versus the price. I'm saying we're spending so, the same amount of money in the same amount of time, but I spend more often. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm gonna say this. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I, she's right. I, I ain't gonna lie. She's right. I don't spend often. Like I literally could come into a whole lot of money and go to the mall and be like, I wanted that shirt when I was broke, but now that I got money, I don't want it. And so, and then it's like, I don't know, that's really weird if I'm the only person ever to do that. But I'd be wanting to spend money when I don't have it. Then when I got it, I want to hold on to it. But then there are times when I just say, you know what? I ain't bought nothing for myself in a long time. I'm going to go ahead and do it. And you're right. And I do. I, I get it down. I, yeah, I can get exactly. it down. I, I think the biggest thing is, is recognizing the differences, right? We're not coming into the relationship to be each other's parents. Even though we, the purpose of marriage is to help each other become holy, we're not coming in this as each other's parents, meaning that I was a whole woman before he became my husband. And he was a whole man before he before I became his I wife. I was a whole man. I was grown. <laughs> and so what has to happen is, as a woman, I can't make him feminine. Sure can. And what I mean by that, I can't take my ideals, my experiences growing up, what I think and how I think and feel and expect him to think and feel and act the same way I do. Preach it. Because if that's the case, I should be marrying a woman, right? Because not. I'm trying to... <laughs> sure I'm trying to make him like me. The reason why God brought us together is because our differences help 
to smooth us out and help us make us more like what he designed us to be right mm -hmm. originally that's the whole purpose of marriage now that's why it's good for a man he for a man to find a wife and for a woman to be found for us to be together because i i'm good all by myself but i'm a force and it's like no it's <laughs> all the way to Neo, right fabulous <laughs> Oh, fabulous. Okay. But yeah, so it's important to know who you are before you get married. If you don't know who you are, if you're not a whole person, when you get married, you, it's easy for you to just say, oh, you want me to do this? You want me to do that? And you become everything you're not. And that's not who he married. He married you because of who you are. Not because you can become everything he wants you to be. Yes, you have to compromise. Yes, you have to be compromising and um, be willing to work in the marriage and be uh, able to submit. But you still have to be you. You have to be you. You have to be original. That's why he married. He could have married anybody. But he married you because of who you are. I married him because of who he is. His differences, when I tell you, when we talk about our upbringings, and uh, I said upbringings. His upbringing and my upbringing is we only got like a couple minutes left. No, we're going to ride. We're going to ride. We grew up similar, but very different, meaning that we moved around a lot. But you talk about your upbringing and I'll talk about mine. And we can see how that alone caused a lot of issues in that first year of marriage. So I'm going to say this. Early on in the show, she said she's an introvert. If y'all can see, she might be an ambivert. Just like me. I'm in a small setting. Oh, this is a small setting? Because you're driving. <laughs> you're driving not, right now. You're they're getting, not here. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. You're getting it down. So, hey, listen. If, if y'all come, y'all see the confidence, y'all let us know. It's easier in my own home to talk. <laughs> okay, I got you. So, yeah. So, this is the thing. Um, yeah, our upbringing has caused us to obviously have different perspective on certain things. Um, and I think, ultimately, I think one of the questions that came in was, was did our differences cause arguments or even talks of divorce? Um, we had plenty of arguments because of our differences early on, because while I'm trying to figure out how to be a husband and I'm just being transparent with y'all, I'm figuring out how to be a husband. But at the same time, I'm trying to figure out how to keep her from spending a whole lot of money, which I thought in my mind she was doing because she would have all this stuff. And so I'm like, man, hold on. We try to build something here and, and you doing this and doing that. And, and at the same time, I wasn't necessarily uh, I didn't really have it all together myself. But it was it was just the thought process of when I saw something that differed from what was my norm, I didn't look at it as different. I looked at it as wrong. And I think that's where we have a lot of conflict in the past was because we weren't able to embrace each other's differences early on. It was more along the lines of what you're doing is not what I'm accustomed to. So I need to fix you so that way you can. I guess you could say not necessarily behave, but so that you can comply with what my comfort zone is in this area. And so we had a lot of different uh, disputes and arguments about different things because number one, our upbringing. Number two, we wanted to control the narrative of the marriage. I, I don't want to bend to you just yet. I'm still learning you. Um, but I, in the meantime, I need you to bend to me. And I think that was where we noticed a lot of unfairness with each other. And so that's kind of right. like where a lot of our arguments came from. Right. And so, you know, he we grew up, you know, in the homes that we grew up in, uh, apparently not growing up seeing functional marriages. And so when we got together, I had a six figure income. 
So I would spend, right? I pay my bills. I have my own car. I have my own house. My bills are paid. I go shopping. I don't look at price tags. I go get what I want. And he did not come from that, right? That's not what he was doing. And so for him to come in, I looked at like, how are you going to try to change the way I live to suit what you are used to? And so we had to learn. First of all, I had to learn that he wasn't trying to control me, right? Anything he said, he'll call me. Where you at? What you doing? Why are you worrying about where I'm at? Because <laughs> right? she was at Miss Independent. <laughs> why are you asking me where I'm at? Why you? Why do you need to know where I'm at? Right? You trying to keep tracks on me and keep tabs on me to see if I'm out here shopping or whatever? <laughs> like, why you need to know where I'm at? Why are you calling me on video phone? You trying to see my environment? <laughs> <laughs> She and forgot, so, forgot she's my wife for a minute. Like, yeah, you're my and wife, so we boo. dealt with stuff like yeah. that. Things from our past or things from our upbringing that, you know, he dealt with a, a, a women that were unfaithful, right? Mm -hmm. And so he needed to have that sense of safety and security to say that, you know what? She's not who they are or who they were. She's different and he had to get to know me. I'm not the one. I'm not the one that's checking up on you. I'm not the one asking you where you've been. I'm not checking no emails. I'm not checking because everything I've ever need to know, I know. As women, we know. I don't ever ask. I've never had to ask in any of my relationships. If I if it if it is what it is, it is what it is. It's time to move on. Plain and simple. But in that relationship, we were very different in that aspect. I wasn't calling and asking that and I wasn't used to that. And so when he, he did that, immediately I felt like, okay, he's trying to control me or he's trying to um, make sure that I'm here and there and there. And it wasn't anything like that. And when I've learned where he stood and where he was coming from, I learned that it wasn't that. And he learned that I didn't, I didn't, he didn't need to ask me that, that I am going to be where I say I'm going to be. And he doesn't have to check up on me. Right. And when he calls me, it's, How's your day? Not where you at. That took me some years to to figure out the verbiage. I'm like, why you get mad every time I call and ask you where you at? Because in my mind, you know, that's that's where you at. Um, but it it does it does create a trigger where you're always asking where I am. You haven't asked how's my day. You haven't asked any of those things that pertain to me as a person or as your as your spouse. You just trying to check on my whereabouts. So that kind of thing, like it's just verbiage, really. Um, it took years for us to get to that or for me to get to that point to realize what that initial sentence um, on the phone call, what that does to the whole conversation. So differences. I'll tell you what, uh, we had to learn how to um, love each other through these through these differences because it was rough um, and we but we were committed ourselves. Um, to the marriage. It was very easy for us to be able to say, you know what, this ain't working. We out. I'm out. You know, that kind of thing. But we committed ourselves um, to that process. And it was a very ugly process because what we had to learn early on is there's a lot of layers of, of past hurts, a lot of layers of wounds, um, a lot of layers of things that we probably didn't realize we needed to deal with before getting there. There's a lot of layers that had to be shaved off of us that we didn't know was there. Um, but we committed ourselves to that process. And so we realized that different is not always wrong. And it took us some time to really, to really grasp that. So, right. and I needed that I needed, I, I was out of a relationship, a domestic violence relationship. And so he was more, um, caring and more wanting to have the physical touch 
not I'm not talking about sex, you know, because oh. good on that. I'm talking about like hug or just a kiss or whatever. And I had to, or I'll be in the kitchen and you want to come up behind me or hug me or whatever. And I had to learn how to receive that, in which I'm still learning how to receive that even the more because in the past it wasn't a soft touch, it was a fist, it was a slap, it was you know, something hard towards me, which I had to let that down. I had to let that go. I was a working since I was 14 years old, single mom early on in my life, a mother early on in my life. And so I've learned how to take care and care for me, right? Without anybody. And so I had to learn that's not what I'm supposed to do though, right? I'm supposed to have somebody to be soft with me. I'm supposed to have somebody there to help me. I'm supposed to have somebody there that can hug me at night when I'm, I'm feeling my most vulnerable and I can relax and let it go. And so I learned how to relax in his arms and let go in my most vulnerable moments and tell him exactly how I feel. Yeah, and I'm gonna say this, we, we're talking about 2009, 2010, you know, some, you know, 2011, but, you know, even now in 2023, we're still adapting to differences. We're learning how to, um, I guess we could talk about this now going forward, how we choose to serve each other and honor, honor each other through our differences. Um, there's so many different elements that we probably could speak on today about that. You know, like I'm not a um, what are those reality shows? Mm-hmm. I'm not a reality show person. I can't stand them. <laughs> I just can't. I prefer to watch a movie or some comedy or sports or something like that. But my wife loves those reality shows. I like the competition ones. She like the competition <laughs> ones. Yeah, all the competition stuff. And so instead of trying to, you know, instead of saying, "Well, I'm gonna go downstairs and watch TV," or try to dominate the TV or use that as an opportunity to say, I'm going to go to a sports bar and watch the game. Um, I learned to adapt to that difference and say, you know, well, I'm going to learn what this, this show is about. I'm going to get into this show with her so that we have an opportunity to be intimate together. And also we have an opportunity to have communication and dialogue about something she's interested in. Um, sometimes it was stuff that I really didn't care about, but I just, I cared more about being in the moment with her um, than I did about the show. And so, just learning how to do sacrifices here and there. So that way um, you don't grow apart because of differences, because that can happen too. And the same with me for sports. Um, when we first came to Florida, he was a basketball coach. I love basketball, but I love basketball on the NBA level, not so much on the college level, not so much on the high school level. So he was a high school hit basketball coach. So I had to now travel with him for games, be there at practices, help him with whatever he needed to help with, with the basketball. And at home, if he wanted to watch sports, I was, I'll be on the couch with him or we'll be in the bed. He'll be watching the sports and I'll be there for the sacrifice. I enjoyed being there with him. Did I always enjoy the games? Not so much, but I enjoyed being there with them. And I enjoyed seeing his reaction to what he was watching. Sometimes he got a little bit too loud, but mm-hmm. <laughs> it's okay. I enjoyed seeing him have fun and then being able to be a part of it with him instead of him feeling a void because now he has to go find a friend or he has to go to a sports bar by himself and everybody else has somebody else to talk to and he's by himself. Why have him have that void in his life when I'm right here and I can be that space for him even if I don't know what's going on sometimes. Right, right. And so I'm going to say this, and then as we get ready to transition, um, first of all, those of you that are watching today, thank you for watching. I do want to say that. I appreciate you guys watching. But if you have any questions or comments, put it in the chats um, because we are live and we want to be able to interact with you if there's anything that you have to say. Uh, I'm going to say this. Having differences 
to me is is a blessing in a relationship because if you marry somebody just like you or if you're dating somebody that's just like you um there's no room for you to grow because you're just adding more of the same into your circle and so it's meant to be a blessing to have differences the issue can come when you've been with somebody for so long that you let familiarity cause you to allow the differences to become an issue. And I'm trying to make sure I say this the right way because sometimes you can get comfortable in a relationship and then you can begin to use the differences as a weapon. Um, Cause you ain't going nowhere, I ain't going nowhere. And I just, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, and so sometimes if we're not careful we can allow our differences to actually drive a wedge between us for the simple sake of I'm comfortable in this relationship and I don't expect you to go nowhere and I ain't going nowhere. So it don't really matter if I celebrate our differences or not. Does that make sense? Right. Right. And I, while you were saying that, I was just thinking about some more of our differences and he's very, he's very athletic. He likes to work out. I don't like to work out. I like to work out by eating. Okay. I work out by working at my computer. I don't like to. She works with fingers. She has strong fingers. <laughs> fingers in shape. I don't like to go to the gym. I don't. So you will see me around the house like dancing as I clean or, you know, just to get a little activity going and just so that I can keep myself in shape. But I don't personally go to a gym and have a routine of going to a gym. He has a routine of going to a gym. And because I know that about him, I'm going to keep myself up, right? Because he likes to be athletic. He likes to keep his body tight. I keep my body tight, but I, I don't go hard like that. I'm not going to let myself go though. You understand what I'm saying? He makes sure he smells good. He takes care of his hair. He takes care of himself. I work from home, right? So I don't literally, I do not have to put on clothes every day. I don't have to do any of that if I didn't want to. But because I have, I take care of myself for me, first of all, but also for him. I wake up and I make sure by the time he get here, I look like. <laughs> Who are you? What you doing, my wife? <laughs> I make sure I look decent by the time he gets home from work because I work from home. And if I can do that for my students on Zoom, I can definitely do that for my husband. I don't have to have, I, I never, I don't have to have a, a bonnet on my head when he's coming through that door. I don't do it for my kids on the Zoom. And he means so much more to me. Why would I allow myself to look like that for him if I'm not doing it for nobody else, right? Amen. Because I was showing sure up, peek through the door and like, I'm going to go back outside until you do something. And I'm going to come back in in five minutes. Right. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. But yeah, so listen, um, this is what we do. This is how we are. We've learned and are still learning how to celebrate our differences. Do we, you know, do we get it right all the time? No, we don't. But do we bounce back and do better? That we will do. Um, so, you know, it's all it's time for us to wind up. Uh, I want to thank you guys for joining us today. Hopefully you guys were, I won't say entertained, but hopefully you were enlightened. Maybe entertained too, but hopefully you were enlightened about some things that might be of help. Next week, when we come back, um, same time, same place, we're going to be talking about as a spouse, and this is going to be controversial, so that's why you need to come back. I am not meant to satisfy my spouse's deepest desires. Mm, that's going to be good. That's, that's going to be good. good. And I, I'm going to leave you guys with this one for this one. If, if you have any takeaway, take this away. And this is what the last couple of years of our marriage we've been saying to each other. If we find ourselves getting into a debate that we can't seem to solve, you are not my enemy. 
We mm. say that you are not my enemy. I am not fighting you. Right. You are not my enemy. And you have to voice that to your spouse to let your spouse know that, you know, I'm, what I'm saying to you is not to hurt you or not to antagonize you or to, to attack you because you're not my enemy. I'm not fighting you. But that enemy that's causing this situation in our household, he got to go. So yeah. let's work together as a team yeah. and get him out of our finances, get him out of our communication, get him out of our children. Whatever it is that you guys are having a discussion about, when you decide that you guys aren't each other's enemy, you can call out the real enemy and you guys can solve the problem. You heard it right there. I can't say it no better than that. Anyways, God bless you guys. We're grateful that you joined us today. Hopefully, we'll get you to subscribe to our podcast. Make sure you join us again. Bless you. Okay, well, say bye.